Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, everyone. Buddy C. Let's open with a moment of silence. Uh, we're learning that when we open ourselves up to our higher power in all of uh, these readings called the Tao, and do the next, the thing that comes natural, everything falls into place. So let's take a moment of silence and uh, get centered a little and find some emptiness. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we've got some good stuff today. We're going to be talking about Chapter 20. Before we do, let's talk about uh, next week in the U.S. is going to be Thanksgiving. So what I was thinking was maybe we can, uh, instead of doing a chapter next week, just do our favorite quotes uh, that are contribute uh, that are attributed to Lao Tzu or or to Tao Taoism in general. So, if you guys want to um, want to be uh, making a note of those, we can just talk about them off the cuff. You know, next week, anyone that listens on the podcast that would like to submit uh, a quote or two, uh, we have a we have an email. It's DaoPod uh, at yahoo.com. That would be- T-A-O-O-F-P-O-D at yahoo.com. So if you guys want to uh, send us any uh, any quotes, we'd be happy to talk about them. I do want to talk about our – we have an iTunes review. I know. Isn't that great? Um, we've got one, and you guys listening by podcast, if you're on iTunes, if you can give us a, a five-star review, that always helps helps our numbers and get this out to more people that it's easier for them to find uh, by 1988. That's the title of synchronicity at its best. As part of my spiritual practice, I very recently started combining the teachings of the Tao with my Christian practices. This podcast came to be, came to be at the perfect time. Thank you. So combining Taoism with their Christian Christian practice. I was on a podcast the other day and, after I listened to it, I said, you know, maybe I need to say sometimes that I'm still a Christian. I haven't given up on all that. This is just in addition to that, you know, and it complements everything so well. Because um, mm-hmm. I think the reason it does is because all this Taoist thought is outside of all the boxes. You know, we, we have, I have this, we have these religion boxes and these AA boxes and these, all these other boxes you know and this just seems to be encompassing all those things not discriminatory in any way so uh i'm I'm grateful that we found this i really am but that's what i have guys any thoughts from last week before we get to thank y'all y'all did an excellent job last week by the way i got a lot out of it when i was uh editing and getting that one posted uh any thoughts from that or on this before we start our reading Let's move on. Y'all, y'all good? Okay, let's mm-hmm. do it then. Well, we're going to start with the reading. I'll, I'll go ahead and read today. Um, I'm going to share the screen with you, and we'll get it going. Chapter 20, give up learning and put an end to your troubles. Is there a difference between yes and no? Is there a difference between good and evil? Must I fear what others fear? What nonsense. 
Other people are contented, enjoying the sacrificial feast of the ox. In spring, some go to the park and climb the terrace, but I alone am drifting, not knowing where I am. Like a newborn babe, before it learns to smile, I am alone, without a place to go. Others have more than they need, but I alone have nothing. I am a fool. Oh, yes, I am confused. Others are clear and bright, but I alone am dim and weak. Others are sharp and clever. I alone am dull and stupid. Oh, I drift like the waves of the sea, without direction, like the restless wind. Everyone else is busy, but I alone am aimless and depressed. I am different. I am nourished by the great mother. Okay. Stop thinking and end your problems. <laughs> Greg, we've talked about that. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> stop thinking. Yes, yeah, just stop thinking. You know, uh, what difference between... Uh, what uh, what difference between yes and no? What difference between success and failure? Must you value what others value? Avoid what others avoid. How ridiculous. Other people are excited as though they were at a parade. I alone don't care. I alone am expressionless, like an infant before it can smile. Other people have what they need. I alone possess nothing. I alone drift about like someone without a home. I am like an idiot. My mind so is so empty. Other people are bright. I alone am dark. Other people are sharper. I alone am dull. Other people have purpose. I alone don't know. I drift like a wave on the ocean. I blow as aimless as the wind. I am different from ordinary people. I drink from the great mother's breast. He almost sounds like he's being sarcastic a little, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, renounce knowledge and your problems will end. What is the difference between yes and no? What's the difference between good and evil? Must you fear what others fear? Nonsense. Look how far you have missed the mark. Other people are joyous as though they were at a spring festival. I alone am unconcerned and expressionless like an infant before it has learned to smile. Other people have more than they need. I alone seem to possess nothing. I am lost and drift about with no place to go. I am like a fool. My mind is in chaos. Ordinary people are bright. I alone am dark. Ordinary people are clever. I alone am dull. Ordinary people seem discriminating. I alone am muddled and confused. I drift on the waves on the ocean. Blown at the mercy of the wind. Other people have their goals. I alone am dull and uncouth. I am different from ordinary people. I nurse from the great mother's breast. Don't spend too much time thinking about stupid shit. (laughs) Why should you care if people agree or disagree with you? Why should you care if others find you attractive or not? Why should you care about things that worry others? Call bullshit on all that. (laughs) (laughs) Let other people get get worked up and try to enjoy themselves. I'm not going to give myself away. A baby doesn't know how to smile, but it's still happy. 
let other people get excited about stuff. I'm not going to hang on to anything. I'm not going to fill my mind with ideas. I'm not going to get stuck in a rut, tied down to any one place. Other people are clever. I guess I must be stupid. Other people have goals. I guess I must be aimless. Like the wind or the waves, I'm not like other people. I'm getting right with the Tao. All right, guys. Talk to me. So he's saying, number one, ignorance is bliss. That's one thing. uh, um, Not believing everything you think. Um, Now that I also read in a commentary that he was writing about himself, this is Lao Tzu writing about himself. Um, It makes us a little bit more human and more, maybe more attainable. That's part. There's so much in this chapter. Yeah, there is. There really Um, is. It's, It's just accepting and surrendering. That's part of it. Making do with what we have. More than that, being content with what we have, Craig. Yeah, being happy with what we have. have. Yeah, being happy with it. Not just saying, oh, this is enough. Oh, I have plenty. You know, know, that's the difference, you know, is uh, it reminds me I'm in a mastermind group. And it reminds me of the push I used to be in in business and how the, the goal setting and all of all that stuff that we're taught and the dichotomy between that and everything being as it should be. I haven't quite gotten that balance yet, but I'm seeing that in the, you know, I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, uh, that striving for more versus maybe I have what I'm supposed to have today. You know, I don't know. You know, that's, that's what I'm seeing in it too, you know, is it, that's bullshit. You know, that's what he's saying. Call bullshit on that, you know, you know, um, that's I, was, um, I was married once before my f- first marriage. I was married to a very successful jeweler mm-hmm. and um, I was constantly in a world where, you know, people with their furs and their jewels and their uh, cars and homes. And I f- felt very uncomfortable in that world. Um, because it kept me wanting more. Why don't I have a BMW? You know? Why can't I get a new kitchen? It's it's a such a vicious cycle to be in, you know, wanting what other people have. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there about comparisons. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that, that's how I got to the to the root of making do with what we have. Yeah, um, so, yeah. It's like somebody says, you know, being content with what we have, not just not just making do, making make, make do with what we have is, is, is how we phrase it over here. Um, Speak English, Greg. Okay, it's being content with what you have. Being content with what you have. Tomato, tomato. Kurt, I know you've got something on that. Um. <laughs> Well, there's there's three things that that kind of stick out. It's it's the whole it's it's about see that there's no there's no stopping your thinking. So, but there is harnessing or not believing 
in in the thought process or all of these thoughts coming through. Um, and I, you know, in my personal life, I try to challenge everything. Um, I try to, you know, am I good looking enough? Am I thin enough? Am I this enough? Blah, blah, you know, and it's all really crap. And if I get sucked into there, then I start, I start going a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get unhappy quickly and it's just, it's not, it's not a fun place to be at all. Um, and then I got, you know, just letting go of attachments of all these things that there's something bigger, you know, going back, the biggest thing is I'm, I'm stuck on, you know, being nourished by the great mother's milk kind of thing is there, there, that's nourished, that's life, that's, that's, you know, you're nourished is a, it seems it is a powerful word to me, like letting go of all these other things, there's something, there's something greater that is, is filling me up. Does that make sense? Yes. Perfect. You, you know, their their society at that time, from what I understand, was not a lot different from our society in that everyone was striving for more. It was a very structured, organized kind of thing. And, you know, the issues we have with, you know, wanting more, doing more, being more, they had too. So in this regard, it would be a lot the same. You know, so, um, yeah, I, it's the same struggles we have with, you know, someone else getting something. Why can't we have that? You know, that whole that whole fight for more, you know. And even why can't we be like other people? He's also talking about that. I don't want to think like other people. Or right. I don't think like other people. It's well, he said to let go of that. You know, it's his yeah. yes and no success and failure. Why, why is that even a thing? You know, he says, I guess I'm totally unsuccessful. I, you know, he starts, I see him as being sarcastic toward the end, you know, and saying, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, I'm nothing, you know, but I have the true sustenance like you were talking about, Kurt. Yeah. It's almost like, man, like he's teasing him. It's almost like he's in another realm, like yeah. another, like, <laughs> like heavenly or something, something where a lot of people just don't even grasp or understand that all these attachments are holding us back to what's really important. Well, the story is he left. The story is from some of the people I read about is that he was leaving in a depressed state because no one understood what he was talking about. But if he was truly a Taoist master, you know, truly live by this he would know everything was as it should be so he wouldn't leave in a depressed state i would think <laughs> you know but anyway you know that he but they said many people don't get this for that reason kurt because it, it is uh selflessness uh, you know? i think it's it's in so many ways counter going back to what you said about how things are similar were similar then in a lot of ways to they are now and this way of thinking is just so counterculture that most people just reject it because it's so mm-hmm. opposite from what they've been steeped in their whole lives. Yes. Agreed. And for me, a lot the word that I keep going back to with all this is acceptance. Mm-hmm. Learning to accept things as they are and not trying to change. Right. And then how do you but how do you accept the thoughts that come into your head, you know? 
Can you just accept him as thoughts and let him go? I think it's just, you know, it's the going back to, you know, just, just knowing that they're thoughts and watching them go by yeah. and not adopting them. Not to believe our own thoughts. Yeah. And then knowing, I think in some of the little bit of, a little bit of, of training I've had, and it's a weirdly from my business coach, who's, who's now really embracing the spiritual side of things. He said he can't, he's got to come out of the closet spiritually think, uh, uh, speaking. And he, we meditate every, for 10 minutes before we do meetings um, on Tuesdays, business meetings, business guys from men and women from about six or seven of us. But he's, it's, he, the things that he's mentioned are, you know, if you're really watching the thought come in, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then he's saying question that thought, and who's thinking that? If you're <laughs> noticing who's thinking that, but it's really, it's hard to grasp for me. You know, if, so if I'm not, if that's the thought, who am I? You know, there's like a separation of the thought. So therefore, I'm not really doing the thinking. <laughs> and and it's 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 really for me it's hard to grasp. What do you mean I'm not doing any thinking? I just thought. I just thought about that. I'm thinking about this white plug goes into this wall, you know, <laughs> but there's there's more to it. And it, I basically what I take from it is that gap. There's a gap where I just don't have to believe everything that comes in. And and it's just a thought. It's like a flag if you're on the beach and it's, there's a plane with signs, you know, those sign, flying signs that go across the beach, you know, advertising whatever mm-hmm. it is, to suntan lotion. But, you know, it's coming, there's a beginning, you see it fly across, and then it's gone. And it doesn't mean anything to me. That's kind of where I get. I'm, I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I would like to be where I'm, it's, I'm, I'm not controlled as much by my thoughts. Kurt, do you ever look at the Course of Miracles? I haven't. I have I would it. suggest taking a look at that. I, I started it. I'm on like day ten out of three sixty five. But that's what it's all about. Yeah. Is okay. is distinguishing the thoughts from you, you know, and they go and you know the things you see aren't real, and all these different things, and you know what you're thinking is not real, you know, and and the whole thing, you know. So I'd suggest looking. That might speak to you if that's you know if that's the kinds of things that you're. Um, well, the thing is, is I, I just, all I know is the thoughts that come in my head cause me the most misery when they're not even true. <laughs> and, and so if I can, if I can get, if I can have a, the more, the bigger the gap between that and me is, is I'm happier. And so I just want more of that. And I know that's an attachment in a way, but um, I just can't believe my thoughts. They're just not true. And, and they just, they just cause misery in my life. Yes. We have to stop identifying with our thoughts as being us, you know, as, as those are us. So maybe that's the path to finding our true authentic selves. Meditations really help. Meditation helped me with that tremendously and does, think, helps me with that every day. Um, I think meditation is the answer. I, think I do so. too. Uh, well, that's stopping thinking. <laughs> but really, well, no, you, you don't stop thinking in meditation. You're not you supposed to observe. What I but I don't I don't attach to the stop to the thinking, you know, right. and I let the thinking go. You know, I um, I don't sit there and and stay with it. You know, my I stop thinking as much. 
I mean, when I meditate, I'm, man, my mind gets clear and all that stuff that was running through my head eventually just leaves. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've never talked to anyone about that. I don't know if that other people, do y'all, does that happen for y'all when you meditate? I think that comes with practice. Okay. Yeah, it does. Our, our brains are meant to think. Yeah. So they don't really stop. But, they, but I, yeah, they, I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the goal to stop thinking. The goal yeah. is to, is to, in my understanding, and I'm, I mean, I've been meditating for three years, but that's nothing. I mean, it's people, it's a lifetime practice. Um, it's, it's, it's really what my understanding is. It, it, it is the tr- It is seeking the truth of what, what is, of what is, what is the truth. And, and if you can, if you can, uh, if you can't, if you don't attach to those thoughts, you know, and you realize that that is not the truth. What is, you know, what really is, and it's, you know, I've been, I've been really sad coming out of meditations, and some of the best meditations I've had have been just thought, 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 thought. You know, because I, it's that's what is. I'm, I'm not attaching an outcome to my meditation practice. Because, well, maybe that's the way I am, what was supposed to happen today, kind of thing. Hmm. That, you know, more, thoughts, more thoughts, more thoughts. And that's okay. That's, that's okay. It's like, you can't do it really wrong, is what I've been taught. Right, right. right. You know, it's not like, it's like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go walk on the beach. Well, don't do it wrong, you know. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know, it's just a kind of a, a flow, Um. So I, don't, I don't know. That's good. I, I did a, I do a headspace trainer every day, a 10 minute headspace to kind of help me with new practices in that. And the big thing with him is noticing thoughts. Yes. But what I've been able to do, I think is notice the thought and then let it pass on by and not get lost in it. Yeah. Maybe that's a better way to say it, you know, and just, and realize the thought is not me. You know, and then instead of sitting there and dwelling on a thought for 10 or 15 minutes, I can just let it go and I don't sit there and dwell on it like I used to. Um, you know what the hard part for me is, is not realizing, realizing I'm in this whole thought sequence hmm. and then I notice it and I'm like, how long have I been in this? <laughs> you know, how long have I, have I been five minutes in this, this trap of thoughts and then I get a little frustrated, like it should be different. And that's where I'm, I just have to just, like you said, just to notice it and just come back to breathing and then just go from there instead of being frustrated because I'm Let the judgment go. Let the yeah, judgment go. Real. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole process for me, man. I tell you. You got anything on that, Audrey? Well, um, I think... I think, Buddy, you made a really good point when you said that um, the point is to realize that it, those thoughts are not me. And, and Kurt, you were talking about creating that gap, and that is the gap, the gap between who you really are, who you're, that's who you're getting touched with in meditation, and your thoughts are over there. And um, I also thought that, um, I don't know if any of you have heard of Eckhart Tolle, but he talks... I haven't read The New Earth, but his first book, The Power of Now, is all about this. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to get more and in deeper into 
your thoughts and whether, you know, you are letting them control you or, you know, just like how, how we can be affected by them versus how we can kind of harness them, Kurt, like you were saying, to our own benefit. That's a really good book to read. Mm. Yeah, it's good. I, I listen to it on my walks sometimes. Mm. He's very wise. It's, it's a, another big idea like Taoism, you know, where it's mm-hmm. so big. It helped me. I haven't read the whole thing from cover to cover, but it really helped me to be able to um, separate myself from my thoughts. Like what you guys were all talking about is just mm-hmm. to be able to recognize that, yes, I have a thought, but I'm not a thought. It's like, yes, I have a body, but I'm not a body, you know. And so every time you can make that separation, that recognition of, you know, that you're not these things, you're getting more in touch with who you actually really are. It, yeah, it's very free. Just, just as an aside, how funny that is. I've always thought of myself as fat, um, but I'm changing my dialogue. I have some fat on my body, but I'm right. not. Yeah, so, you don't want to own that. Yeah, yeah I'm not, I have an elbow, but I'm not an elbow. I have some fat, but I'm not fat. Exactly. It's just exactly. changing the thought pattern. Mm-hmm. And the language helps when you can start working on changing your language. It, you know, the language and the thoughts are interacting with each other in both ways all the time. So the more you can change your language, you can, it can help to, you know, influence your thoughts and vice versa. And I think it's a really good way to develop self-compassion, which is, you know, something I think all of us lack. Absolutely. Is having some self-love for, you know, for who we really are. Cause right. We just have a little issue with, you know, addiction. That's all. You know, it, it helped me with my eating, too. I mean, I'd be standing in front of the refrigerator thinking, gosh, what can I eat? I said, wait a minute. That's just a thought. I don't have to do that. I don't have to act Let on that it. that thought yeah. go, you know. <laughs> right. You know, after a year of meditation, I realized that. <laughs> it took a year for me to say, wait, I don't have to do this. I was so grateful for that realization when it finally came to me. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't have to act on every thought that goes through my head. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I was interested in how in chapter 20, that first sentence on all four of the translations, how, how they translate a little different about that stop thinking business. It says, give up learning and put an end to your troubles. Mm. Stop thinking and end your problems. Now, we know that with the give up learning, um, we know that uh, what's the phrase, the, the quote that says that if you, if you want more knowledge, if you want more knowledge, you learn something every day. If you want more wisdom, you unlearn something every day. So this would go in with that thought, that pro- thought process. So uh, stop thinking and end your problems. Renounce knowledge and your problems will end. And don't spend too much time thinking about stupid shit. (laughs) Can you just post that on Facebook today? Don't think about stupid shit. Yeah, that's it. You know, I need a tattoo that says (laughs) Uh, on my forehead. (laughs) I think if I got one, it would say, "Don't do it. It's a trick." That's the one. (laughs) But. but you know that's this is really about more of letting go. This whole thing's letting go. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, and and how ridiculous it is to be making distinctions. You know, right? Uh, that's the that's huge. 
Mm-hmm. And I do it in my head all the time, and it originates in my thinking. Yep. Huh. Anything else on this before we uh, go to the uh, commentaries? I just, I just wrote down that um, by letting go, um, we, we don't know other people's rights and wrongs. Um, just, just focusing on what we're doing, um, we'll just accept things as they are. Um, we don't have the external influences on you know, different people's perceptions of what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's evil. It just is. Um, more particularly when it's talking about the, the baby smiling. The baby, doesn't, you know, the, the baby doesn't know why it does it. It just does it. Um, it doesn't know that it's a good thing. It's just something that, that it does. Um, that's, that's what I picked up on that, just, just, just accepting things for what they are. Yep. You know, when we make something good, we automatically make something bad, you know? Yeah. So, so anytime we have something good, we make, if we make somebody pretty, we have to have someone who's not as attractive, you know, and all those things. And I think part of stopping the thinking is stopping the comparisons. Mm -hmm. I know it is for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, If I can just accept it as it is and not, have good and bad because I can get just as caught up in being the good as I can in being the bad, you know, and you know, I can get my pride and ego. You know, they say that, you know, we talk about ego and recovery being such a, you know, a thing to a character defect to work on, but self pity ego in reverse is issue too. And both are the opposites of the same, you know, it's all self. Mm-hmm. So if I can uh, stay away from those comparisons, it goes a long way toward um, not falling in that trap. Yeah, comparison is a stealer of joy. Oh, it is. Big this time. One. Yeah. Another thing I wrote on this was trying what? not to try. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, what do you have? Well, I was just going to piggyback on that, which goes back to unlearning, because I learned all of this stuff, you know, as, as a child to compare to, um, you know, other people matter more than me. Their opinions matter more than mine. Compare, compare. Oh, they're ugly. They're pretty. They're blah, blah, blah. Successful, more money. And, and I have to unlearn all that stuff, which is what you were referred to a little while ago. Yeah, definitely. Why can't, why can't you be more like your brother? That's because I'm not my brother. I'm me. (laughs) that's, that's, That's how, that's who I am. That's how I am. That's how everybody is very, that's where judgmentalness comes in, is you, you need to be more like me. You need to think more like me. And we're just, that's just human. And, and we had this conversation about it last week when we were talking about they, they, they say you should have this, they, should, they say you should have that. Mm-hmm. Who's, they? who's they? Yeah, who's, who's, who's they to say anything? Yeah. As Lao Tzu said, how ridiculous. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Lau says don't don't think about stupid shit. That wasn't yeah, him. He said that too. <laughs> it's just what he said in Chinese. I was uh, I have a sponsee that was studying some of this, and I called him one day. I said, "What are you doing?" He says, "Man, I'm just trying not to try." And I, said, <laughs> I said, "Good." I said, "That's that's what this is about, you know is is quit the trying." is what I see in it, you know, quit that comparison. Okay. Let's move on to some commentaries then, if that's good with y'all. Uh, I'll read the uh, Stephen Mitchell. 
It's a shorter one, on, and he did the second translation. Unless someone has it. Does someone have the Stephen Mitchell? I don't. No. Okay. If you can find yours, Kurt, maybe next week, if you decide to come back, you can yeah. uh, read it for us. Okay, okay. Um, let's see, this is 20. He's got uh, several things to say about this. The yes and no business, you know, of the comparisons. Um, what is the Dow? Uh, and he asked, um, uh, I can't get these Chinese names. Uh, Chinaman 1 asked Chinaman 2, what is the Dow? Chinaman 2 replied, everyday mind is the Dow. Chinaman 1 said, how can I approach it? Number two said, the more you try to approach it, the further away you'll be. But if I don't get close, how can I understand it? The master said, it's not a question of understanding or not understanding. Understanding is delusion. Not understanding is indifference. But when you reach the unattainable Tao, it's like pure space, limitless and serene. Where is there room in it for yes or no? So the yes and no limit us. Just is. Uh, alone and don't care talks about if good happens, good. If bad happens, good. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, I am like an idiot. First you erase the blackboard, then you can write something new. I am different from ordinary people. Talks about I am more ordinary. When I am hungry, I eat. When I'm tired, I sleep. That's all. So instead of having a show of things, he just does what comes natural. After enlightenment, one is still the same as one as one was before. One is simply free from real, unreality and delusion. The ordinary person's mind is the same as the sages because original mind is perfect and complete in itself. After you have had this recognition, please don't lose it. It's talking about original mind. Have y'all heard that in India, any of these? Original mind? Original mind. I looked that up, and what what they're saying this is talking about is the mind you have as a newborn. You remember they made the newborn reference? Mm-hmm. And it's a mind that just reflects like a mirror of what is there. And so it doesn't attach, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's, 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 it's just open, you know, and it's just reflection. And if we can, that's part of what I think he's talking about here is getting, letting go of all of that self and that, you know, want more, be more, have more, all that, you know, because all of that is clouding uh, our way to the Tao our way back to God. So uh, that's, um, that's what I, now there is a, in Buddha, I looked up a, a quote on original mind. It says in Buddhism, it's often said that humans original mind, that mind we have at birth is like a clear mirror, pure and uncluttered without shape, form or color with nothing in it whatsoever. So that's the quote I found on original mind. So that's kind of what it's trying to bring us back to, you know, is getting rid of all of that. Mm-hmm. You 
you know, which is part of what the steps did for me, you know, if we're talking about recovery in this, you know, getting rid of my anger and my resentment and my fear and, and my ego and all those things, you know, uh, you know, stepping on people to get ahead, you know, all that stuff, you know, stopping the comparisons. So that's very applicable for me. Comments? Okay, let's, uh, who's got uh, Derek Lynn? You've got that, Craig? Yeah, but Derek Lynn, yeah. There's two seconds. Just. So he doesn't really have, um, doesn't really have much to say. It's, it's more footnotes. Um, more what? It's more footnotes he's made against against it rather than just a, a commentary. He's, he's just kind of listed different things about different. Did you say Fruit Loops? I thought you said Fruit Loops. <laughs> As in the cereal? Tell you what I'll do. I'll type it out, right? <laughs> more Fruit Loops is making me hungry, Craig. i got to let that thought pass on through. <laughs> but, We're no. Oh, okay. Footnotes. Okay. Footnotes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Greg. <laughs> We're sorry. We are so. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make fun of your accent. <laughs> Remember how we were just talking about Lao Tzu went away depressed because nobody knew what he was talking about? Yes. <laughs> That's how I feel at the end of all these meetings. <laughs> right, so the first fruit loop. <laughs> the blind pursuit of learning leads to excessive desires. The more you see, the more you want. Excessive desires in turn lead to anxiety and misery. Uh, so yeah, that, that's that's definitely going back to comparisons. Um, we, we tend to place too much importance on value judgments like good and evil. In reality, they are relative variables that change according to perspective. And Lao Tzu went about life in a healthy dose of caution. If people considered something to be bad, there was probably a reason for it. So he'd proceed with care, even though he understood the relative nature of value judgments. The infant represents the pureness of our original nature. So I think it's just really what you're talking about—the original mind, just just being in an original state, not knowing any, not knowing any better, just taking things for for, for how they are and um, what things are, um, without having that external influence. Um, in in that state of grace, we see life as a marvel and look upon everything with a sense of wonder, um, which is great for you if if you if you've got kids, if you've got young kids wandering around, they're just, they're just taking everything in and just you know they they just accept it for what it is. When Lao Tzu talks about not being overly calculating, he is specifically referring to our conduct in interpersonal relationships. Many people keep track of scores, slights, cold shoulders, backstabs, so when the time is right, they can even the score. We have no need to do that. We take actions to protect ourselves from malicious people, but we otherwise let go of personal affronts without needing to retaliate in kind. People may think it's a severe disadvantage, but Tao cultivators see it very differently. What step is that? That's uh, four through nine, right? That's all our, and then our, yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first character, 
He's talking about one of the characters along the lines is translated as high wind. It's a depiction of dynamic movement to contrast with the tranquility of calm seas. Uh, and that's making reference to such high winds as if without limits. Um, I don't know if that was in any of the other translations. Um, he's talking about the, the nourishing mother as a reference to the Tao, because the Tao is the source of life and provides for all living things. Hmm. A little more info on the on the infant there, and the good and evil, or relative. Something we think is good can end up being bad, and something we think is bad ends up being good. Happens all the time for me. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Stop that stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> Any other comments before we go on to uh, let Audrey do our Wayne Dyer? Go ahead. Y'all want me to share that on the screen? I've got it up if y'all want to. Yeah, I mean, I have my book. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. Okay. Okay. You go ahead, Audrey. I'll find it. Am I reading his translation of the verse or am I going to just read the comments? If you would like. Okay, give up learning and you will be free from all your cares. What is the difference between yes and no? What is the difference between good and evil? Must I fear what others fear? Should I fear desolation when there is abundance? Should I fear darkness when that light is shining everywhere? In spring, some go to the park and climb the terrace, but I alone am drifting, not knowing where I am. Like a newborn babe, before it learns to smile, I am alone without a place to go. Most people have too much. I alone seem to be missing something. Mine is indeed the mind of an ignoramus in its unadulterated simplicity. But I am but a guest in this world. While others rush about to get things done, I accept what is offered. I alone seem foolish, earning little, spending less. Other people strive for fame. I avoid the limelight, preferring to be left alone. Indeed, I seem like an idiot. No mind, no worries. I drift like a wave on the ocean. I blow as aimless as the wind. All men settle down in their grooves. I alone am stubborn and remain outside. But wherein I am most different from others is knowing to take the sustenance from the great mother. Now that explains a lot. That I like that translation better than any that we read today. Um, because he, he, he talks about hear about just what what we've been saying but in very clear you know very clear language should i fear darkness when that light is shining everywhere that's pretty potent oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and this part here about the contentment most people have too much i alone seem to be missing something you know you know and then he, he said i accept what is offered he seems foolish by doing that, mm-hmm. <laughs> not striving for fame. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the quote I'm thinking of is, you know, complete your work and then let it go and letting it go makes it stay. You know, <laughs> you know that that's what I see in this, you know, is he's, he, he's not looking for fame. He avoids the limelight, uh, preferring to be left alone. 
you know, and he's being sarcastic. I think I'm such an idiot, you know, <laughs> you know, everyone, everyone thinks I'm an idiot. You know, I guess he had to let go of what other people thought of him so he could follow the Tao. If he hadn't have let go of that, he wouldn't have been able to. Yes, that's a pretty potent thought, too. Yeah, because he says, I'm aimless. I just drift about. But he says here that he's taking sustenance from the great mother as if everyone else is not. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts? I'll go on to read the commentary. Okay. Living without striving, in this verse of the Tao Te Ching, you're encouraged to experience your life free of worldly striving. Tao Tzu advises you to slow down your incessant demands for more and to relax your efforts to fill up every moment in anticipation of being somewhere else. You're invited to experience life in a way that can be summarized in the title of Ram Dass's book, Be Here Now. Great book. I haven't read that book, but I want to. But this also reminds me of the book I was talking about earlier, um, The Power of Now, this this whole message. But be here in your mind as well as in your body in a state of appreciation and an absence of longing. Let go of wondering about doing the right thing. And that reminded me of a previous verse, I think it was about two weeks ago, where it says that something to the effect that you know, if we are one with the Tao, then we don't need laws and we don't need, you know, all these external sources telling us the difference between right and wrong. Um, release the what-ifs and all of your goals for the future, replacing them with the power of this instant. Be here and remember to do it now for thinking about being someplace else. Uses up your precious, precious present moments. The enlightened sage makes a practice of immersing himself completely in the current nowness of his life. Being here now is accomplished by adopting an acceptance of life as it is presented by the great mother or the Tao. It is a surrendering process, if you will, simply allowing this great, all-creating, all-nourishing source to take you where it will. You give up the idea of having to get more or to be in another place in the future and instead, you see yourself as whole and complete, just as you are. The surrendering process allows you to bear witness to the unlimited abundance and internal light that is always present. You retain yourself to give up your beliefs about lacks and shortages. You instead trust in the great source to provide what you need, as it has always done for all beings. Hold on right there, Aldrich, please. Huh? Wow. That paragraph is, that's it. Mm-hmm. I know. That's the key to life. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. If, yes. Could, if we could do that paragraph, <clears throat> got the acceptance. I just quit highlighting because it was, I was just highlighting everything. Uh, the surrendering process allows you to bear witness to the unlimited abundance an eternal light that's always present. I highlighted that sentence in my book as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, I think I've mentioned it on a previous uh, meeting here, and that you know, my belief is that that um, that God isn't really is. I'm here, and God's out there somewhere. I believe that God is in each one of us. 
that is that spark of divinity that we all have and that we really just need to tune our awareness to it like a radio station like we just need to become aware of the fact that that that's true that it's not that 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 he's that God's there all the time and when he talks about this eternal light that is always present it just reminded me of that that you know that that it's always there. It's just like how aware are we of it? Are we attuned to the fact that this is this is the truth of our being? All about letting go, all about surrender. And living with nature, with, with what's happening. Just doing the next right thing, you know? Yeah, doing the next right thing. Um, Remember how not, we say it, you know? Not trying, bend, we say it. And not trying to bend anything to our will. And, yeah, not go. going on any benders. <laughs> None of those. <laughs> the, yeah, that like the, the quote I did at the first about opening yourself to the Tao, do what comes natural, and then everything falls in place. Mm. It reminds me of Byron Katie's teachings, the work where she she um, she says, "Do you know why?" Do you know why I know this is all I need? Because this is what I have here right now. Kind of attitude. I don't. Wow. I don't need anything else. I don't need. I. This is what I. This because this is what is right now. It's. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. That and that was and Kurt. He also touched on the idea that that idea that we're exactly as we should be. We're complete in this moment mm-hmm. that if we needed to be different, we would be, you know, right. if we were supposed to be something different, then we would be something different, but you know, we're mm-hmm. always enough. You know, we're exactly, you know, as we're to be in the, in this moment. Do you know how much, I mean, from a personal standpoint, if I could actually take that, what you just said and just go with it in my life, it would, it would just, it would open up. My life would open up. You know, it's powerful to be, this is exactly the way it's supposed to be right now. It takes, it takes a while to get there. It took, it's taken me a while to get there. I just have to keep changing the thoughts in my head instead of thinking what a useless individual I am all the time. It's more, now I'm starting to realize I'm actually a good person, but it's taken a while. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of a saying, it's, it's not about the hand that you dealt, it's how you play that hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did the same thing, Kurt. I've always looked at me as not being enough, or I need to work on this, or this needs to improve, or I've got to do, you know, there's always something to fix with me. Always, even down to, well, maybe I need to meditate a little more, or maybe I need to do this, or maybe, I, you know, all those things, you know, but you're exactly right, because I think we're all in some shade of that, you know, that shade of that acceptance, you know, some percentage, you know, uh, but when I first realized that, it, it just, seeing it's the first, you know, you got to see it before you can start walking in it, you know, and so that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, and I think it just is, it, it's exposed it for me just recently because I'm now going back out. You know, I'm divorced. 
and and with after a long separation, you know the usual stuff that happens in when there's addiction or in in a marriage. But um, I uh, you know it, going back out there into the dating world and everything after 20 years of marriage is uh, not only terrifying, but you start I start looking at every you know I don't look at the good things that I have that I'm bringing to the table that recovery gave me that I'm a damn good man. And, and all of these other things I'm looking at, well, you know, I should be at this weight or I don't have, a, you know, uh, I, I don't have enough hair or, or my nose is this way or my, you know, whatever it is that may or may not be true. I mean, I think it's all true for certain people and then it's not true for other people, but it's, it brings all the, the, I guess my weaknesses out, you know, and it exposes them and, and where I'm, I'm really still being judgmental about myself and, and it's, you know, and all of that stuff. Stop thinking that shit. <laughs> and, and we're back. <laughs> Audrey, you want to continue there? Sure. Lao Tzu emphasizes that this wasn't a socially accepted standard even 2,500 years ago. He refers to himself as an outsider who is unlike most people. Striving for satisfaction has viewed at that time as a proper role in life just as it is today. The narrator of this verse admits that he is drifting, not knowing where he is, yet his tone is ironic. It's as if he's saying, no one really knows where they are in this endless universe with no beginning and no end. So why not admit it and allow yourself to be moved by the Tao that brought you here from nowhere? You are being encouraged to simplify your life by not seeking another thing. Yes, others might judge you as unmotivated and call you an ignoramus, but your reward will be the strong sense of inner peace that comes from a direct knowing that you're here as a guest who's always being provided for. Yes, you may seem to be missing something, but the something is really only an illusion. You're no longer living inside of yourself with a desire to be someone else or to gain something that seems to be omnipresent in all of those around you. You've traded in striving for arriving. I accept what is offered, says the narrator of this provocative verse in the Tao Te Ching. He continues to express that this may seem foolish, perhaps echoing your thoughts as you contemplate letting go of striving. Lao Tzu is telling you to change how you see what's here now in your life or then it will become exactly what you need in order to be happy. In other words, you can change how you look at striving and have contentment without anxiety and fear. Yes. Amen. (laughs) When you you live by the tenets explained in this verse, you begin to have a worry-free existence. Imagine that. No concerns or fears, only a sense of being connected to the source of all, knowing that all will be handled for you by the same force that's always handling everything. Lao Tzu is teaching you to free your mind from its persistent nagging. The world and everything in it are already taken care of by the Tao. It always has done so and always will. Your mind continually urges you to strive in spite of all providing protection of the Tao. It prompts you to pursue fame, to look for a groove or purpose. Lao Tzu encourages you to do precisely the opposite. Stay outside the rat race and let your mind be peaceful, harmony with the Tao rather than worrying and fighting. The concluding line of this passage of the Tao Te Ching says it all, instructing you to change how you look at your life by knowing to take sustenance from the Great Mother. The following are suggestions coming from Lao Tzu to you in the 20th verse of of the Tao. Practice letting go of thoughts about what's not here now. 
Just allow yourself to meld into the perfection of the universe you live in. You don't need another thing to be happy. It's all being provided for you right here, right now. Be in this moment and free yourself of striving for something more or something else. This is a mind exercise that will put you in touch with the peace of the Tao. Affirm it is all perfect. God's love is everywhere and forgets no one. I trust in this force to guide me. I am not allowing ego to enter now. Notice how free you feel when you relax into this no fears, no worries attitude. Take time to let go and let God every single day. Say the words over and over to yourself until you can actually tell what the difference feels like. Letting go is a markedly distinct physical and psychological experience, much different from the striving. Let go of your demands along with your beliefs that you can't be happy because of what is supposedly missing in your life. Insisting that you need what you don't have is insane. In fact, the fact that you're okay with what you think you need is the change you want to see. Then you can note that you already have everything you need to be peaceful, happy, and content right here and right now. Relax into the snowing and affirm again and again. I am letting go and letting God. I am a glorious infant nursing at the great all-providing mother's breast. <laughs> and do the down now. Begin to notice the situations where you're not in the moment because you're striving to complete or attain something for a future benefit. You may not realize how often you endeavor to accomplish all sorts of things with the idea that once you do, you'll finally have the time to do what you really want. This is one of the most per pernicious ways to, that many of us unconsciously prevent or perpetually postpone a life free of striving. It's a tough one to become aware of and may be easiest to see when your free time becomes hijacked by family members or business emergencies. Here's an example. You've put an extra hours in at work all week in order to have a deliciously imagined free day to you fill in the blank. When you learn that your spouse has invited a friend of a friend who's never been to this part of the country before and whom you've never met to stay at your home. There are two opportunities to practice living without striving in this situation. The first, of course, is to catch yourself wrapped up in striving for future benefit. Notice what you're doing and focus on the now. The second comes after the example above, which is difficult but incredibly rewarding exercise. Do the down now by accepting what is offered. That is, know that this situation in some way that your striving ego rejects is actually sustenance from the Great Mother. Being here now, huh? Mm. Lao Tzu encourages you to do the opposite of pursuing fame. Stay outside the rat race. Let your mind be in peaceful harmony with the Tao rather than worrying and fighting. That that uh, line about the groove, he says it had to do with purpose. Well, I saw that somewhere while you were reading, Audrey, about that. It's all about letting go and being in the moment. The fact that you're okay with what you think you need is the change you want to see. Mm -hmm. Then you can note that you already have everything you need. Mm -hmm. We have what we need already. Mm -hmm. We don't have to beat someone else out of it. You know, I remember in school, it wasn't about making the best grade I could. It was about beating everyone else. How crazy is that? I wanted the best grade. I wanted to beat everybody. It wasn't that I wanted to do the best I could. If everyone was at one level, I just wanted to be just above them so I could be the best. Well, at least you went that way instead of the other way. Yeah, well, it's still the same, though. It's still yeah. self, you know. Yes. So, 
Any other comments on this, guys, as we start wrapping up? Great chapter. It is a good chapter. Remember, it's all a practice. Practice. Practice, practice, practice. And the goal is to stop thinking, stop the striving. Now, how would this apply to recovery? I know we talked recovery some. (laughs) Off the cuff, what would it, what steps do y'all see in this? What do you see? You know, I always see step four. It's, you know, digging deep and uh, releasing all the thoughts that you you have yeah, that are tying down. It's, step yeah. four is always about revealing who, what's going on. I see some first step, some surrender. I was going to yeah. say, I, I, I see some first step. Yeah. Admitting I'm powerless over what everybody, else, everybody else's perceptions are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just powerless over alcohol. I'm, I'm powerless over what everybody else thinks. And what everybody else thinks is none of my business. Yeah. yeah, I see that. And then surrender is step three. Let go. Let go and let God. Just turning more of our will and our life over to God's care. I mean, if we're if we're in this fight, that definitely is not turning our will and life over to God's care. Still under Buddy's care. I know where that gets me. I see people in the program that do that all the time, though. You know, they've, they've got years and years. They might turn alcohol over, but they don't do this. And then they're, they're having stress and worry and fear, and, you know, they're worried about their finances and all that. So, you know, that, that kind of thing uh, is just tough. It's tough. So, yeah. no. y'all good with everything? Are y'all good with uh, just doing that uh, next week, doing the uh, – the quotes. Uh, the quotes. Is that yeah, something we'll, to do with y'all? We'll see how it goes, yeah. Because I've got a crap load of those, so that should work <laughs> fine, you know. Okay. <laughs> crap load. Okay. I got a crap load of loud two quotes. I got a crap load of quotes. <laughs> I've got a load of fruit loops. <laughs> how do you get footnotes from fruit loops? I mean, I just said Fruit Loops, and you said Fruit Loops. Exactly. It sounds exactly the same. This is, I'm sure this is how Wars start. <laughs> okay, guys, thanks for a good meeting, and don't forget uh, everyone to send in your quotes. If you have a, a Lao Tzu or Dao quote to daoofpod at yahoo.com, and we'll discuss those next week. That's T-A-O-O-F-P-O-D at yahoo.com, and We'll go over those next week's uh, meeting and podcast. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.